A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Found us if you hadn't found no, that doesn't even sound right. Of course, they found us, Hannah. We've been sat here for a fucking hour. We've got to, we're starting from scratch again. It's like it's like May all over again, and we don't know if anyone's listening. And by now, they're probably not, anyway. So. I don't even know if we're listening anymore. You're gonna say it. <laughs> We are still here. So we're back um, as the uh, League, well, this is the League Two um, Look Sports Media podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Liam as ever. And we've got a new guest, no, not even guest, presenter who joins us from the Lower League Look, and that's Grant. Hello. Who is um, (laughs) an absolute expert in all things League Two. Yeah, from I mean, you're, you're really begging me up, yeah. <laughs> We're about to see the car crash of the century, right? <laughs> only are we an hour into trying to record this podcast. Grant has now got to pretend he knows what he's talking about because he didn't even look at the games he's covering. <laughs> if there was ever something that was going to translate over from the lower league look to look sports media, it's professionally unprofessional. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We did spend a lot of time choosing out, uh, picking a new theme music. I mean, priorities, and also we did spend two and a half hours—no, two hours fifteen—yesterday talking about League Two, mostly. So, and we did spend about time recording that banging intro as well. Yeah, 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 yeah which is like Baywatch esque, like nineties, late eighties, early nineties American TV show. I'm, yeah. I, Technically, we've not even made it yet because we're recording this before we make it. But I'm delighted with how it's turned out. How about you guys? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's just great. And if I sound bunged up, it's not because I've got a cold. It's because I was crying from laughing for five minutes before we started this. So that's how well it's gone. I think it's I think it's stunning. I've not even seen it, and I think it's stunning. Yeah, it, I mean, it will be like nothing you've ever seen before. It's safe to say. It's like winning an award for it. 
winning an award for it. Like winning an award for it. Yeah. I, so oh, I should have got that one because I scored our goal at Mumph on Saturday. Um, oh, yeah, we could actually genuinely. Uh, this is so there. Um, this particularly, this particular episode will probably benefit from a YouTube watch at least this bit anyway. Um, but for the audio description, Grant has a HubSpot HubSpot fan hub, only fans, uh, game changer. Yeah, award. Liam has player of the match, uh, bubbly. And I have goal of month for April 2023. From we're the time where both myself and Hannah played for Salford City. Yeah. So um, we're already, this is an award winning podcast. Yeah. These are all our awards. Excellent. Yeah. We are award winners coming together to create an award winning yeah. podcast. Yeah, um, I um, also have a candle. Oh, what, not what are you trying to do with that? Yeah, don't light it again because that made me really uncomfortable because you're in a wooden cupboard. I never thought about that. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, you can't hear my dog kicking off. This yeah, is, we yeah. definitely can't hear your dog kicking off, Grant. No. Definitely no. not. No. Podcast dog. Yeah. Could have bring well, we already got bring your dogs to podcast today, anyway. Uh, so we have a new um Twitter channel, uh, you can find us on uh, the look sports. We have a website which is the look sports.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you just go. I'm going to let my dog out. <laughs> so it's all starting swimmingly. Should we just talk about Colchester and not... No, actually, that's not even alphabetically. We'll go alphabetical. Because I think we need some order and organisation in this. I'm just so... glad Grant's got pants on. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favourite oh thing. My God, we'll get to see his dog in a minute. His dog's staying outside for the next hour. <laughs> this rate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Stockport County played Accrington Stanley on Saturday and it was 3-1 it's County's fourth win in a row um, Tanto and so sorry Isaac Oli Oliafi who's known as Tanto uh, and Louis Barry scored so that takes them both to seven Louis a little bit higher on the like the player whatever they have the league table because of an assist uh, but he's also scored seven and seven which is a club record and uh, John Duncan is a kind of emergency loan from Norwich he very much looked like he was living his best life in the absolute pouring rain you know at a club that he's only going to be at for you know seven to ten days I, I really did feel sorry for him um I mean the, the, I don't think the score necessarily reflects the game. I think it was a bit closer, particularly like towards the end of the second half. Uh, Jack Nolan nearly, well, Jack Nolan did score, sorry, in um, like last four minutes of normal time. And then um, Longelo hit the post in injury time. So it could, it could very, very easily have been 3-2. Uh, I don't think County were brilliant. Mm -hmm. 
suddenly weren't great. But you know what? Given the fans and where they are in the league, so um, Accrington Stanley are now, they've dropped to 15th, but the fans kept the noise. I mean, there were 4,000, I think, three, oh, between three and 4,000, and half of them were county fans. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Accrington Stanley fans did you know i think they were louder towards the end than they were at the beginning which was nice to see especially in the conditions um but yeah it was county are now the most informed team for the um last four and accrington have had a particularly poor run after a decent start so i think one of the things that we'll see as we go through these games this week there's a lot of movement in the form table and also in the league table. So if you look at form for the first 10 games, there's one picture and then you look at it for the last four and there's another. So you see teams kind of dropping four or five um, places in the league table and even teams like, you know, well, MK Dons in August, they, they're now, I don't, where are they? They are 11th. Um, but in August, they were top of the league. Graham Alexander won manager in the match, and I'm sure we'll get to that in time. So, um, Accrington Stanley and Stockport County. County play um, Forest Green Rovers tomorrow night, so top of the form table against bottom. And um, Accrington Stanley are playing Morecambe, so it'll be the first time they've met outside the uh, outside League One after because Morecambe paid. Forest Green Rovers, I think, didn't they on um, on Saturday? So another another repeat for them. Yeah, uh, but they, they won. Accrington um, did not, obviously. So four wins in a row for County, and all is looking a little bit better. But still, I think six out injured. They're expecting to come back in the next few weeks, and two out long term injured. Um, six goals yeah. in a row for Barry. Seven. Well, yeah, but I'm ca- I'm counting games that he's played in. He's, he he did play for, in in the Man United under twenty ones game. But... Uh, yeah, but it doesn't count. It's seven. Oh, it's it doesn't count. It doesn't fit your narrative. The club record <laughs> is league games. So he's yeah he's sort of seven. And it was um I I like to kind of think romantically that that's why he was allowed to take the penalty on Saturday just to, I think, to I think that's, yeah definitely keep it alive i've been told that i'm being too sentimental and there's no well no way that charlie thinks like that but you know for him you know it's it's a headline isn't it that uh this lone player from villa is uh the has got the the longest win streak of all four tiers it's it's lovely for him so yeah yeah just needing to play well but maybe pass it a bit and not score so much Grant's muted um, and talking to him. It's ending my It's back. So I do like your um, your top of the form table comment. It is by one goal, though, isn't it? No, no. It's by one goal. It doesn't it's matter. It's still by it doesn't one matter. Goal. Top, top is top. No one, like at the end of the season, no one's saying, oh, well, they were champions, but only by one goal. Still champions. That's over the whole season, isn't it? Not five games. Well, well, right, yeah, but it's I a moment. Man, 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 Mansfield missed out by one goal, didn't they? I know. Yeah, it's very well strategically placed goalposts, is what I will yeah. say. 
That's yeah. fine. I could have looked at over five games. I could have looked at over six games, but I found the form table that was four. Yeah, but if we just count games, if we just count games from last Saturday at teams that were playing away at Newport <laughs> County, Bradford are top of the form table. That's, that's the issue. Um, but no, do you know what? Like, it is. It is what it is. You're on a. You're on a very good run, and but you're not the only ones. This is. Oh, this no. is it's it's mm. there's there's teams that shouldn't be on runs that are. This is what you should have been doing from the start, I, I think, anyway. Oh, 100%. And the, the nice thing for us, and the only thing that's giving me a little bit of confidence, because I am not generally an overconfident football fan, is that we've played of the top 10 or whatever. We've played Crawley, we've played Gillingham, we've played Mansfield, we've played Wimbledon, we've played Wrexham, we've played Barrow. We played Melton Keynes. So we've, you know, we've had a tougher start to the season than some teams. So now if we have a nice little run with Accrington and then uh, Forest Green Rovers and, and Donny and Harrogate, that would be nice. Clearly expecting to get no points from the next three because that's the way. I mean, it could be worse. You could be some of the other teams in the league that are struggling to get points. Yeah. Like Tranmere Rovers. Yes. Like, like Tranmere Rovers. And the team that I was going to say, I've been, I think I've really kind of going to have to eat my own words after something I said earlier on in the season. But I said it right at the very, very start of the season. Someone put up on Twitter about um, Deepo Akinyemi going to York saying how he should have came to Wimbledon. And I went, well, can you blame him? He's going to York. We've got a project building here. Um, they're looking like they're going to have a really hot season this season, unlike Wimbledon, who I really think are going to be down there at the bottom end of the table and struggling this season. Yeah, that's um, that's really going well so far. He tagged me after like two games <laughs> and said, um, how's, this, how's this going for you, Grant? I'm like, um, yeah, Did, um, tell, tell me when we're 10 games into the season. Um, so if yeah, you're still there, I'm waiting for your reply because I'm definitely not going to tag you in it. Have you seen that predicted table, like end of season predicted table, and it has Wimbledon at the top? And is it's, it done, well, it's one of these AI done. ones. I don't know. It's done on score predictions. And I went through them because obviously got the rage at this. And um, some of them just make zero sense at all. Like there are some really, really odd predictions in there. So I'd be interest, really interested to know how it's been done. Um, but yeah, it has Wimbledon top and county playoffs. I think seventh, maybe. That's why I was so enraged by it. Wow. I mean, it, it, this game was not a close game in the slightest at all. It finished 4-1, as we all know. Um, Wimbledon getting well over their expected goals in the game. They were only expecting the expected goals of 2.33 when they actually scored four. Possession-wise, it was a close enough game. Um, we got a double from Alhamidi. Um, no, in fact, it was a hat-trick from Alhamidi, wasn't it? Hat-trick. That's an, another yeah. hat-trick. In the... I so think the it's... Last... Was he the only hat-trick this weekend? The only the one last, I've seen, I think. That's in the last two weeks there's been four hat-tricks in League 2. Yeah. Which is, when was the last time that happened you get four hat-tricks in two weeks? Or even three in a week? 
You've well, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, un- that was unheard of last week. Three yeah. in a week in the same league is nuts, but I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of it in this league because it is so high scoring. Yeah. Tranmere didn't help themselves in the 54th minute when Turnbull got sent off, and they just continued their really, really poor run. I'm yeah. on a form there. They're slipping slowly, over, slipping very quickly. I'm oh, from the seasons that they've, that they've had over the last couple of seasons because he slipped out of the playoffs. Then they were very mid-table, and now they're down in this bottom and this fight at the bottom. Tuesday, they've got Bradford City, which is it's going to be a tough game. I think they're going to be fighting for their life, and I think Mark Hughes is going to be fighting for his Bradford position as a manager in that game. Um, so it's going to be an interesting game. Either way, um, it wouldn't be an upset if Tranmere lost, but if they win, I think there could be a, a big upset to happen coming out of that game on Tuesday. Um, Wimbledon at the weekend have Harrogate, and I would expect them to beat Harrogate, but Harrogate do strange, <laughs> strange things, as we all know. I predict them to go down all last season. Yeah, and um, even this and what season... What happened, Grant? <laughs> down. They stayed up. Who went down? Um, Rochdale. Rochdale, yeah. And who else? Rochdale went down, Harlequin. Yeah. But we don't mention that this is the League Two podcast. Oh, it, was in League, it was in League Two, Grant, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Grant's a neutral observer. If Harry this weekend are coming off the back of two wins against Salford and MK Don, so they're doing all right. They're doing all right. Yeah. But it's a bit tenuous, isn't it? That MK Don. Like, have you seen that as an end Like, it's. I mean, it's special. You've got a feel for McGillivray. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad own goal. Not own goal, so it was a bad goal to concede, a horrific goal yeah. to concede. Terrible, mm-hmm. terrible goalkeeping. But before we yeah. get to that, a game that I think a few of us saw as a potential banana slip and a, and a mess up. Who's next, Hannah? Barrow and Donny. Barrow and Donny. Yeah. It, the Grand McCann train slammed to a halt in the Barrow station. Well, it was a matter of time, no? Yeah, it, it was. Um, and I feel like they needed it. Well, Barrow needed it as well. I didn't realise um, that, that it's their first win in four games and it's only their second home win of the season. So, yeah. you know, by contrast, Donny chasing a third win, full stop, mm-hmm. um, it's not overly unsurprising I think it Tyrell Warren is an interesting one he hasn't scored since September 2022 against Donny um so he's not he's not scored for over a year um he was on the score sheet earlier at 12 minutes um and then Joe I nothing else in the first half so Barrow went into the second half leading 1-0 um, and then two quite quick goals. For, so Ironside equalised for Donny and then Jed Gardner scored. Oh, no, other way around. <laughs> uh, so it was 2-0 and then Joe Ironside uh, took it to 2-1. And then uh, Emil Aqua, who has been a revelation this season. I think Barrow's top scorer is his fourth goal of the season. Um, and then Donny just scored in the uh, 94th minute to make it look a little bit more respectable to finish 3-2. But, yeah, I don't know. Who, who've Donny got on Tuesday? Swindon? No. No, Swindon have got Knott's County. Uh, 
Donnie and... Uh, Doncaster have Crawley. Yeah, they do at home. Oh, interesting. Another team that they're really not going to want to face right now. No. I, I, that's for the last couple of weeks. Doncaster have a horrible run coming up. Yeah. Really, it shouldn't have been a horrible really... run. It shouldn't have been a horrible no. run. They've made it horrible themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting run. as well. Like you talk to other League Two fans who are still in like you know, not not every League Two fan or any football fan looks holistically at the league and looks at what other teams are doing. So there's Donny fans who are going into Tuesday thinking, oh, Crawley, they're shit, they're at the bottom of the league and and just have on apprised of their performance this year at all. So I think it, it, it comes as a bit of a shock to them when you say, yeah. you know, they're kind of joint top of the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, next, yeah. the next three games for Doncaster, they've got Crawley, then Stockport. Um, and then they've got Mansfield and the EFL Trophy, but then they've got Sutton and Tranmere back-to-back. So they've got the two games here, which are tough, but then, yeah, Sutton, Tranmere, and then back to Salford. We'll see what Salford are doing in a few weeks' time when they get to the end, um, at the end of the month. But, yeah, so the two tough ones and then two, which you would really expect to pick up max points from. Mm. I'll take this one, guys. I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna bite the bullet, Grant. I'm gonna save you. Having to having to try and wing this one as we go along. Bradford City won Walsall three. So I'm gonna be very diplomatic in it. It was not a good performance by any stretch by Bradford. Um Walsall fans, when we did the six or six last night, they came on and, and started by saying that the first thing wasn't I had an immediate exception to it was it was the perfect away performance. <laughs> yeah. By any stretch, if they were playing a side that weren't in the form or basically if they played a side that actually turned up on Saturday, they'd have been smashed. They gen- genuinely would have. Um Bradford had, I'm not, I'm not sure on the actual stacks. I don't want to get misquoted here because if I say 68 and it's 67, then I'll, I'll be It's 66. Bradford had 66% of the possession. So about XG, Bradford's XG was 1.6. Walsall's not 0.92. We had nearly three times the amount of shots as them. More shots on goal. Uh, they had more free kicks, but we, we genuinely had more opportunities. We were just very very poor at what we were doing first 10 minutes was probably and we were all talking about it like around us probably the best first 10 minutes of the season we've had we passed it well we moved we looked like we really wanted it and we deserved to go ahead um when we went one when we got that penalty and cook scored it we were all thinking this is this is going to be kind of a repeat of last week we're going to go on and we're going to dead election again oh we and it should have been but it's weird. It's like at home, we have this real reluctancy to try and finish a game off. And I think that what we're maybe doing is we're, we're, we're scared of pushing to try and close a game off because we're scared that it'll leave us open at the back. Mm-hmm. And if it leaves us open at the back and we can see, then we've messed up. But what's yeah. happening is we're sitting back and we're trying. We, I mean, we had 66% of the possession and we were sat back passing the ball along the back, trying to invite pressure. And, like, people criticise Harry Lewis 
I like Harry Lewis. I think Harry Lewis is a great goalkeeper. I think he's probably a bit low on confidence at times with this because we are we're inviting pressure. We're inviting chances on his goal. We're trying to get teams to come and attack us, and we go one nil up, and immediately we sit back. And that's that's been the story for two years now. Um, the last time we turned someone over at home, and like the last time we came away from a game going, we were we deserved that we were good was i think i said two years ago when we played stevenage before my mm-hmm. came in mm-hmm. we smashed them four one at home on a tuesday night it was the end of august and we were like genuinely we came out of that game thinking we're going to win the league like this is it we are we were phenomenal that night we've never performed like that since we've had good performances but i still feel like we've never really we've never smashed anyone newport we smashed away but at home, we haven't smashed anyone yet. Not, mm-hmm. not overly good. We, we beat Stevenage 3-0 last season, but even Stevenage had a spell where they were peppering our goal. We just defended well. Um, Do you think Bradford really need to prioritise a goalkeeper in January to bring it? No. No, I think so. I, I think not having a backup. We discussed this in the 606 on Sunday. Not having a backup was massively detrimental to a first-team keeper. We said it all last season about Ben Killip. There was no backup. There was no competition for him, and he got complacent. Yeah, but we, the, the issue we've got is if we don't play defensively, if we don't sit back and invite pressure, he's not needed. We've got him, we've got the players. We've got the players to hold the ball. We've got the players to, to pass it through the midfield. We've got the quality. We're just not using it. We'll get it into midfield, and then rather than turn and attack, we'll turn and play it back. We were at one point on, on Saturday... The ball was with, I think it was with Alex Gilead, probably 30 yards out from goal. And he passed it out on the wing to Liam Rydal, who had a defender in front of him. And rather than take that defender on, he turned and passed it back over the halfway line to Matty Platt, who then played it back across the back again. And it's like we're, we're continually trying to box our way around the pitch. If we didn't invite pressure... Like last season, we invited pressure, but the league was poorer. So Harry Lewis didn't really face as many shots as he is. But we're we're, mm. we're asking people to take shots. Look, it's it's not been it wasn't good. It was a horrible performance. There's a there's a horrible feeling around the fans at the minute. But I don't think a change is really going to fix anything at this point. Like we're ten games in, we're not in danger. We need to really. Look at if because someone's going to come in, and if we if people are saying the squad's not good enough and the recruitment ain't good enough, it doesn't matter who comes in, we've still got to wait till January. So let's persist, let's see what happens. From a Walsall perspective, I can see why they'd be happy. They've won twice since January away from home, and this was one of them. Um, and they don't have a good record at Bradford. I think they feared the worst when Cook scored, but you know, it, it just they tried and they had some the three shots that they had went in. And that's that's all it takes. It's, like I say, yeah. it's not a perfect performance. Like they didn't control the game. If we'd have been able to score, or if we didn't have a fear of shooting from more than fifteen yards, they'd have been peppered, and we'd have probably scored, and or someone would have scored. But we just didn't. We didn't create anything, and so for them, they, it was the easiest three points they'll probably pick up this season. As soon as they went two one up, it was done. So Sam Stubbs has said, because Mark Hughes is coming in for a lot of criticism, Sam Stubbs has said that 
fans should blame the team rather than than the manager. Given what you've said about kind of positioning and where they're playing, do you think that's fair? Um, it's see, I, I said this last night. I don't think that is fair purely because I feel like at times we don't look like we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, or the, the players don't look like they know really fully what their role is. But when you look at who started in defence on Saturday, because the defence is the key thing here, like we're inviting challengers. Mark Hughes clearly thinks that the defence is good enough and then we're conceding three goals. Two yeah. corners where the players were completely unmarked. And then the third goal... The player literally picked it up on the wing and I was sat directly behind in the stand. It's a closed stand, but I was sat on the path of the ball. The second it mm -hmm. left his boot, it went through the middle of four defenders or four players, bounced twice and into the goal. It wasn't a thunderball. It was perfectly placed, yeah, but it moved so slow. So for me, the, the defenders that started on Saturday, not one of them signed in the summer. If it was the exact same defence as, as last that was played the majority of last season. Yeah. We signed Sam Stubbs in January last uh, January window last year. Aside from him, everyone else was here all the last season. But we're not talking about players that have come in and are trying to adjust to a system. We've, we're playing a system that we played last season. If by now the players aren't able to play that way, then... Unfortunately, that does fall on the manager because he has to get them ready and prepared. And if he can't get them to play his way by now... He has then... tried another system, though, at the start of the season with three at the back, which also... Yeah, but that, that, but that was pointless. That was a yeah. pointless exercise because we all... The fans were crying out for a five or a three and a two wing-backs. We were crying out for it. But the fans were saying, we've got Timmy Odessina that we know is the best left-sided in a three defender in this league on when he when he plays in that position. We knew it. We'd seen it at Hartlepool. We'd seen he dominated, he controlled, he kept we beat you 2-0 away and he kept that to 2-0 single-handedly because he was perfect. So Mark Hughes went, I'll play a three at the back then. But didn't play Timmy Odessina. Loaned him out. And it, it's just it's like it was like a box checking exercise. Oh I've played a three at the back. It didn't work. So now I'm going back to a four. I think and, it was a Hughes signing. Yeah, uh, well, no, well, I don't, I don't believe any of them are necessarily Hughes signings in terms of we've got a head of recruitment who's going out and finding players. Mark Hughes is saying the sort of players he wants, and then Stephen Gent's going out and getting them. Um, but Hughes is obviously signing okay. off on them. He'll, he'll be making the final decision. Gent will present two or three players for each one that he looks for, and he'll make a decision. But look, I know. From the Timmy was told he was going to get a chance this season, and he hasn't. And that's Timmy. He was he was told he could leave, or I think he wanted to leave in the summer on loan, and he didn't because he thought he was getting that chance because he had conversations. And it's just yeah, there's a lot of decisions that I don't think anyone can make sense of. That's football, anyway, isn't it? It is. Anyway, look, Walsall. They were good for three points, absolutely. I can't knock the performance. It was a good performance. It wasn't perfect, uh, but it was a good performance by them. They were they they did what we did. They invited pressure, but we just didn't give the pressure. We wouldn't shoot from outside the box. We just we were trying to walk it in, and unfortunately, they were there. Their number eight, Hutchinson, phenomenal game. Uh, they had Draper again, incredible, absolutely incredible. He was. 
And then I think it was Gordon who cut in from the outside and placed it in another mm. play. There's, there's three players there that on Saturday's performance alone would walk into that Bradford squad if that's how that Bradford squad are going to continue to play. And Perfect considering performance. It's what? Perfect away performance. If that's the perfect away performance, I honestly have seen so many of them in my time. <laughs> it's so popular, is that perfect away performance? It's called a, it's called a, a fucking shithouse. That's what it is. So, moving on. Strapping um, for an angle, an angle extravaganza here. An angle extravaganza. This is my favorite. It was my favorite. Like I talked about how I get the safer score alert on my watch, and it was it was my favorite safer score update on Saturday. Just watching the, the goals come in. Um, they there's have you seen the stuff about whether not should have worn their chain shirt so it was black and white stripes against blue and white stripes i don't know if it's my eyes but they look completely different to me i can't like understand what the like controversy was i was kind of expecting maybe a dark blue and a light blue the way people were talking but it's it's pure black and white vertical stripes and like royal blue and white stripes i think the issue is when you're Playing the playing the game, you don't look at the player. It's like the it's, contrast. It's peripheral vision, isn't it? You yeah, see them out yeah. the corner, and you don't have full yeah. focus. So all they see is the, the stripes, and right. that. So I can maybe see from that perspective. It's silly stripes versus stripes when there's a white included, regardless. Yeah, it's is ridiculous. That's silly. Yeah. Um, if it was black versus black and white versus red and white. Yeah. Those are completely, but in you, yeah. you maybe mistake a blue for a for a black. Okay, well, yeah. but clearly no Sorry. one had any issues because everyone passed the ball perfectly and nine goals. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So five, it was five four. Notts County had sixty five percent of the possession. I mean, Colchester. I did a preview going into this weekend, looking at the games, and Colchester have this in them. They beat Gillingham three 0 which was a massive shock at the time. So, although you would have expected Notts County to walk this, um, you know, it it wasn't beyond the realms of possibility that something like this would happen. I think um, so. One of the things, you know, I like my kind of stats and data and stuff. I was looking at the uh, team sequence styles. And Notts County are a complete outlier in League Two. So they are, so it's a like a four by four, a two by two um, matrix. And on one, you've got like number of passes and then you've got speed. So Notts County sit in the slow and lots of passes, in, you know, as part of the sequences, like right down in that bottom right hand corner of the quadrant. Whereas Colchester are much faster and much more direct and so when it was two kind of completely opposing um types of gameplay and i think that's why it, they were able to be so back and forth because it was like that kevin keegan you know just score one more goal than the other team that's all you've got to do and that's what it felt like watching the scores coming in um i mean arguably colchester's goals were probably three of them were down to Notts County mistakes. Um, they will be berating them uh, themselves. They, uh, Dan Crowley was great. They, 
Macaulay Langstaff got two, so not quite your hat trick, but getting there. Um, but then also it's been another one where there's been problems after the game. So there was a, a Colchester player that was pushed by a, an opposition fan. Essex Police have been talking about like trouble around the away coaches. Um, and then there's, uh, they're also looking into a fan being uh, racially abused. So it sounds like, obviously, kind of given that kind of atmosphere, uh, tensions were running really high. I don't think it was a result that Knott's fans were expecting by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, any 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 fixture that has uh, nine goals in it is mm -hmm. it to be one to watch. And, and Sally, who's a, a Knott's fan on the WhatsApp group, was saying she's like, I don't really know what I'm seeing. It was you know, just completely back and forth. So a really interesting one. Oh, and then Cameron McGreen got a red card uh, after scoring in the 58th minute. So he had a bit of a changeable day as well. Quite a few red cards this weekend, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, me overall in the league. So that's... Uh, that was the nine-goal extravaganza. You've got to take spit goals when they're playing. I think it's something like 14 goals in the last five games that Notts County yeah. have scored. It's just a ridiculous amount. And yeah. I am excited about their game on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited about Notts County v Swindon. Like, it's going to yeah. be a ridiculous game, I think. Or a nil-nil. I mean, really There's no in between, is there? There's no yeah. in between. It's either a a nil nil or a stupidly high scoring game. It's got and Swindon potentially going top of the league. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um. So what's up next? Crawley and Sutton. So another kind of top plays bottom ish. Well, top. Yeah, do you know what? These are probably the two teams. If you look at anyone's prediction leagues, that were going to be bottom and second bottom. Yeah. At, the start of, at the start of the season, you would have thought that this was going to be an absolutely drab um, yeah. game, but Crawley come out again and just pick up another, I'd say, well-earned victory. 3-0, they're doing so, so well. Um, what I was actually going to do on this game, I came across a Twitter thread earlier on today about Crawley. This is from an account which is HCFootball01. Oh, we know Grant, you know who that is, right? Who's Heath Football Zero One? Heath. Is it Heath? Who used to, yeah, who used to work ah, with him? Yes, yes. Hi, Heath. Hi, Heath. We'll tag you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He's put down a thread, right? Thread of Crawley's fantastic start of the season. Last season, it actually averaged 51% possession per game. So it's something that they're used to trying to dominate the ball. What impressed me this season that they're converting the possession to clear-cut chances. Are you really controlling a game if you have possession but don't don't create anything? In my opinion, not at all. And that was a problem last year for Crawley. This season they've been ruthless. They're averaging two goals per game. They're taking their chances. Their XG is 13.4 and they've scored six more goals in their XG, which is impressive enough. Mm. It just shows that they've been completely ruthless this season. In terms of chance creation... They pride themselves and when they create and they take the chances. The frequency of the big chances isn't that impressive. They rank 14th in big chances created. But when they do create, they take um, um they take them. It's a massive part of the system that's been so good for them. Liam Kelly's made 543 successful passes with an 87% pass conversion rate. Can I just on him? He signed from Rochdale, didn't he, in the summer? Yes. Rochdale fans laughed. <laughs> when he signed, they couldn't believe that Crawley had taken a chance on him. Or well, not all of them, but some. It was I read the comments and was like, Yeah, that's bad. Five five goal contributions as well. Wow. On it. I am and then from my point, Lawrence McGuire has been phenomenal for them. Came up from the league below and he's just doing so so well. So Cheers, Heath. You really covered that game for me. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Yeah, there are teams that, I mean, MK Don against Harrogate, I know it was a stupid um, mistake, but they had 66% possession. You know, and to his point, if they're not doing anything with it, if they're not turning that into chances, doesn't, you know, the, the opposite can be true for Crawley. They don't have to have all of the possession if they're, they're making the most of what they've got. And this is the point where the MK Dons fans are getting really, really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen a fan base as angry at their manager as MK yeah. are just now. Yeah, and Alex Gilby, similarly to Sam Stubbs, has done a blame us not the manager type kind of call to arms and you know talks about how the players need more confidence and he you know even goes as far as talking about the players that he's kind of decided can can take it in his words in terms of like I guess maybe the the tougher uh feedback and then the ones that need a hug and a a, a pat on the back and to be told that they're doing a good job and and that's how they need to build confidence and it's interesting because that's that feels to me like a very kind of nurturing like manager thing to do as opposed to a captain um but it, it's good that someone's doing it if Brezza is yeah yeah i find it strange that mk fans are so angry uh-huh. if i'm honest i really do i think and, mm-hmm. and look I, I said last night if 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 Please don't think that I'm saying this is happening anywhere yet, but if Bradford are considering Mark Hughes's position and Graham Alexander becomes available, for me, if any club in this league is considering their manager's position and Graham Alexander yeah. comes available, you yeah. pull the trigger 
because you cannot yeah. miss an opportunity like Graham Alexander. Oh, he's a great manager. Yeah. August manager of the month, indeed. And I think that's the difference, isn't it? That's that's the problem for MK Don's fans, that they were, um, well, they're 11th now, but in the form, sorry, 11th in the form table. No, oh, my God, 20th in the form table, and they were 11th. So if you look at ten over 10 games, they're 11th. If you look at them over four games, they're 20th. It makes sense in my head. They're not doing as well as they've basically had a really bad run. And, Manager uh, month is known to be cursed, though, isn't it? So <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about it because we're in a new month. September's Manager of the Month, and why is it Scott Lindsay? I was just going to say it's Scott Lindsay. 100%. If, if it's not Scott Lindsay, if it's yeah. not Scott Lindsay, there's a problem no, because what has he has be. done is nothing short of miraculous. And I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this openly. Those guys over at the Real EFL who predicted that he would not get them anywhere this season, they clearly <laughs> didn't know what they were talking about. Nah. Because no. over here at Look Sports Media, we have nothing but support and love for the guys no. at Crawley. Um, just give them the award now. Just give them manager of the give season him, now. Give him, just, no. give, just hand them the league. Um, I still think yeah. they're going down. Do you know what I was going to say? Wag me if you're looking to sponsor a podcast. (laughs) I I am not making that mistake again. Um, (laughs) We are not being called the wag me propaganda train anymore. (laughs) What I will say is, look, I still think that it's nothing against Scott Lindsay. I just, I don't feel they have the legs. I don't, maybe not go down. Maybe that's a bit, maybe a bit much, but but I, I don't feel that their position now is anywhere reflective as where as to where they'll finish at, at all. And here's the thing. I think where they will finish, if you had given any Crawley fan that as an option before the season started, I think they would snap your hand off for it. Um, they might be a bit more disappointed now when they see how the season's playing out if they don't finish, like if they don't continue this. But, but for me, it's, it's going to be... I don't think they'll go down. By the way, I don't think. No, I don't. don't, I'm I'm just winding people up. (laughs) They've already already amassed half of the points, or nearly half of the points that they got last season. They finished last season in 46. Yeah. If they get one more more win, that's then they are halfway to what they got in the entire last season and potentially 11 games. Um, I think this season is going to be a record low for a relegation. Um, I I think people will be safe on 35 points this season. And that's only oh. five more wins for Crawley. To think that they're going to go five games, bang, we're safe. But I'm, I think 35 points is going to be thing. It's a really, really low score in season for one or two teams. I think Sutton are going to get the lowest score of any team in League 2 this season. I think they're going down with a little bit. Hang on, shit. Have we got someone on the podcast who does predictions? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Ryan does, producer Ryan, who has come oh, come along to look sports media. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, no, we don't do predictions. <laughs> write that down. Right, you can write <laughs> that down. Did. You can note that for later on. <laughs> well, it's been recorded, so... There you go. Speaking of, 
I should say Spooky Assassin. No, done that. Uh, Forest Green Rovers, who are bad at home, played Morecambe, who are bad away. And uh, Morecambe won 2 1. So they, it was their first away win of the season. Um, Forest Green Rovers, sixth home defeat of the season and puts them bottom of the form table over the last four games. So, again, Forest Green Rovers had 60% of the possession, but two shots on target versus Morecambe's 11. So, possession, if you're not capitalizing on it, you've not got you know, Troy Deeney where he needs to be, then it doesn't matter in the slightest. So Morecambe have got Accrington on tomorrow. Uh, Forest Green Rovers are coming to County. Uh, my dad's been going on about how he's um, having vegan pies tomorrow. And I keep, <laughs> I keep reminding him that A, we're at home and B, you know, it's not a requirement for all of Forest Green Rovers fans to be vegan just because they've got vegan food at their grounds. So, yeah. We'll see. That's tomorrow. Um, and then next up, Gillingham Mansfield. I was going to, I was about to go on a rant about having vegan food at your ground, but if it's a vegan pie, then that's fine. So if you vegan pie, chips and beans. Apparently they're all right. Yeah. Um, I'm still not keen on that weird pulled pork substitute that I saw a picture of. But yeah, vegan pie, I think I might be okay with. Pull pork, you can't do a football game. It's got to be pie, chips, and beans. Remember, pie, chips, and oh, yeah. beans. Yeah, Any and not pot noodles. No, not pot noodles. Not pot noodles. How do you feel about peas? Like mushy peas? Like munch too. No. No, we're not getting munch too again. We're not getting munch too, Liam. Munch too, mate. We'll, right. uh, we'll fill you in that one later, Hannah. Uh, oh, Gillingham Mansfield, referee and goal uh-huh. gate for the Mansfield, Mansfield goal. I mean, it's the talking point from this game, really. This, it, was, it was a one-all draw. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was a there was a foul um, from Coleman, I believe it was. And Mansfield went to cap, they capitalised extremely quickly on it and they mm-hmm. played a quick free kick. Um, and Killer Dunn, he was ran out wide and managed to collect the ball and put it underneath the goalkeeper and scored. But the big controversy of it is was the referee had the referee started to administer disciplinary proceedings or not. Now, I've watched this during the 606 probably say about 15, 20 times. Yeah, <laughs> you have to keep watching it. It's, it's so difficult to watch back because you can see from both sides of things as a neutral. Yeah. Um, the referee did have his card out and he had his card in his hand. Yeah. And there was six seconds, roughly, um, between him pulling the card out and the ball being kicked. Now, he didn't call the player over. Like kind of played, he, all, he had his hand out as well still. So I wasn't sure if at first he played the advantage, but then the whistle went and he had his cards. I'm ebbing on the side of that I think it shouldn't have stood and it should have been pulled back and the free yeah. kick taken properly. But and taken from could, the right place. And taken from the right place, but kudos to Mansfield. Their players were on it. They were ready to go. Ian yeah. Keeler Dunn made a fantastic run and the Gillingham players didn't 
play to the referee's signal. Mm-hmm. I've seen they did, they did play to the referee's oh. signal. Yeah, they went to the card, didn't they? they well, they, they, the they blew the whistle for the foul. He blew the whistle. The referee yeah. didn't signal. The referee didn't signal that they could take the free kick. They took the free kick, and then the referee said that they could play on. He just they, ran off. Yeah, for every he ran signal, with the card in his hand. For every signal, the, the Gillingham fan, the Gillingham players stopped because the whistle was blown. The issue is the referee got his card out early. So there's two mm. there's two ways to look at this. In terms of Mansfield, Mansfield didn't do anything wrong other than the positioning of the free kick. That should have been pulled back for that. But yeah. taking the free kick quick and scoring, they're allowed to do. If you're in an attacking position and a referee blows for a foul, even if they're going to give a card, if the team has a chance to take a quick free kick because of a goal-scoring opportunity, it's, it stands. That's the rule. The issue is when the disciplinary proceedings start. Now, the rule around disciplinary proceedings state that the referee should call the player over, speak to the player, write the player's name in the book, and then produce the yellow card. This referee has pulled the yellow right. card out and started to walk over. The thing that baffles me about it is that a few minutes later, Gillingham had an identical situation where they <laughs> took a quick free kick and he pulled it back and booked the player for taking the quick free kick for descent because the player went mad. So I mean, you would go mad, though. You would go full day. Yeah, you get the chance to do so, this. So there's there's one or two things has to happen. Either he has to not allow Gillingham to do it, he has to not allow Mansfield to do it, or he has to allow Gillingham to do it. He can't do both. I, personally, I think... Give, I think the referee's mistake is when he got his card out. The referee shouldn't have got his card out when he did. He should have called the player over or walked over, seen that the, the free kick had been taken quick because it's allowed, allowed it to play on and then dealt with it. That's what the referee should have done. Um, but he got his card out too early. And then he should have allowed Gillingham to do exactly the same at the other end. If that's how he's going to approach those situations, you can't change your tactic midway through. You've got to stick to it and it's got to be fair. Yeah, Man, some Mansfield fans think they did enough to win it. A lot of people have said that it was enough to be a draw and the draw was a fair result, but I, I don't know. It's, mm. a, it's a strange okay. one. Right, we'll do it's, MK Johnson. It's Harris just when you're looking at, I was going to say, it's when you're looking at Neil, Neil Harris's comment, he says, in a cam, he, he said, in his words, in a calm manner, I just reminded the referee that it's not just about the letter of the law, what he has to interpret. He has to interpret what's going on around the football as well and referee with humility, and that is what was missing. Um, yeah, MK Duns and Harrogate, I think we've talked through bits anyway. Harrogate have got back-to-back victories. Um, Luke Armstrong still missing. He was um, on the bench. He came off the bench against Salford. I think he started against Bradford. Uh, but no, he wasn't in the squad on Saturday. Josh Marsh made his March made his first um, appearance off the bench on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, since he arrived in the um, at the end of the transfer window. So he was one of the incoming ones in that kind of failed Luke Armstrong deal. Oxley played really well. Mo- um, Isa pulled off uh, a good couple of shots at the beginning um, that he save perfectly and again as I said you know this kind of odd situation where you've got Gilby saying you know blame the squad and and not the manager and and taking it on him they've they've not won in five now uh so 
11th in the league, gone from um, manager of the month. And um, I've put T-O-T-T. What on earth is that? Team of the... Teasing. Top of the table. Top. Oh, team of the yeah. teasing. Top of the table. <laughs> So, yeah, so I don't know. It, it's an interesting one. I mean, Harrogate, we've said, just pulled these odd results out. No one, you know, they were one of mine that I was tipped to uh, to go down. They're 16th at the moment. So by no means safe. Um, and may, it may well have been luck. Uh, but, you know, look, luck is, uh, is useful to have, isn't it? Uh, Salford, Newport County. Salford getting a well-needed win. A very well-needed win. They've been under some amount of pressure for the last couple of weeks. But they've had important players missing Salford. Um, And it it now looks like they're getting back to a more full-strength squad. So I think this is probably going to be the the kind of scoreline, the kind of performance you would expect to see a Salford going forward. I am yeah. for the next few weeks. I, I don't expect this lull to continue for Salford at all. I expect them to climb the table and still be in yeah. and about the playoff spots come the come the end of the season. I am beating Newport two one. Who haven't they've not been too too bad? I am Newport Lund coming yeah. in. Not doing too bad at all. I am I don't expect I still don't expect them to do anything special. I still think they'll be no. they'll, they'll right. be middling, but I yeah. Uh, yeah, it was for me. This was an expected score, and I think Stalford are going to climb big time. Yeah, it was definitely needed. They had uh, Luke Bolton back, as you've alluded to on Saturday, mm-hmm. and um, Kelly Namai, uh, who's on the left wing, I think. Um, he was really, I mean, Burnley was a uh, it was 4 0, it was Burnley's. Second team, I guess, but still, it's not it's not fun to go out and lose four 0 to anyone. No. But I think it was what they were expecting to a certain degree. But he was really good in the kind of dying minutes of that game as well. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, oh, Connor McElhenney's out um, now as well. He, I don't think he was in the squad. So we'll see where that that yeah. comes to. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I hope that they turn their fortunes around I think they've yeah they've had a rough start and and just not kind of clicked properly um, it's, a, it's, a play, it's a playoff hangover isn't it it's, it's just kind of went over yeah. went, it went through Salford it went through Bradford and, and Stockport had it as well yeah. Stockport have kind of broken out of that now and they've pair of yeah, dogs funny though. In and yeah but when because when Liam and I went to see them at the media day it was something that we asked and yeah they seemed so mentally ready for it that you know they they had dealt with the disappointment they'd had a really good pre-season they'd not had loads of incoming players there shouldn't really have been anything that destabilized them in the way that they have been so you know maybe Maybe things will come out in the future, or I don't know. But it's yeah, it was their start has been a surprise to me because I thought that they would come out an absolute force to be reckoned with, and and that just hasn't materialised yet. But with ten games in, there's still 
a lot to play. Mm. Long time um, to go. Swindon Grimsby. So one of the comments that um, stood out for me about Swindon and, you know, obviously they're playing Notts County tomorrow night, which will be really interesting, is the the mental toughness that they think Michael Flynn has brought to the team that they have, mm -hmm. they've been lacking in the last few years. And, and that's where the difference has come from. So you're not seeing a team that you know, sits back when they go behind, they're resilient, they're keeping the pressure on, they're fighting back. And Grimsby, in fairness, looked really likely to equalise throughout um, and and Swin just hung on. Uh, they've started their season, well, they've got a club record now of uh, nine league games unbeaten because they missed their first one because it was uh, for Spain to rain in Rockers. Um, club record? Yeah, club record of nine league games unbeaten. Oh. So, um, and that's, they're missing George McEachran at the moment as well. So a little bit weaker than they, they should be in midfield uh, and, and still still doing all right. Uh, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, they've got, um, they've got Notts County. So I think you know, Grimsby have been fairly steady. They're sitting in 19th at the moment, but I don't think that necessarily reflects their position either. They've been a little bit slow to start, but um they swindon are, are flying in third i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out here we've already spoke about manager of the month in scotland i'm gonna go on to who we think is gonna be player of the month here because i can't see past dan kemp no no what's your opinions louis barry well do you know what if i had to i i, I wouldn't buy kind of I wouldn't go for a stopball player necessarily because objectivity. But if I had to go for one over the other, I'd go for Tanto just because the, I guess the, you know, it's something that's, that's been built rather than, you know, Louis Barry's only played 10 games. And whereas Tanto has been, I don't know, more, I don't know, not not of kind of redemption, but you know the hat trick against Wrexham, and yeah, it, for me it's I, I would go for Tanto, but that I suppose on on paper, yes. What we we, we know what they look for. Louis Barry has scored in every game in September. Yeah. Dan yeah. Kemp hasn't. He's not. He's he's been he involved. In, scored, but he's had goal contributions in every game. I he think has. he hasn't. He hasn't yeah. in, in two Is games. He not? In, yeah, he's, so in three out of the five games, he's had goal contributions. Two out of the five, he didn't. So he's had a phenomenal month, by the way. Three goals, two oh, assists for someone who's who's not for, playing for a centre midfielder. Right, well, they, midfielder. they play him as they play him, yeah, an attacking. They play him just behind. Yeah. So he's 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 getting chances, but no, yeah, it has to be for me. It has to be Barrett. It really, I can't see beyond. Barrett, you, you you can't score in every game in the month and not win it. Um, you, we know full well that these these people that make these decisions don't really watch football at this level. Yeah, uh, it, okay. They're looking stats. And the stats yeah, say, say, say Louis. It has to be Louis. If it's not well, Louis, yeah. I'm shocked. Although, I think Fraser Horsfall has been the only county player that's been in 
team of the week consistently throughout August, September. But again, are they going to pay attention to that? Do they? Do, are they going to look back over that, or are they going to just go right? We need to make a decision. Let's have a look at who's done what. Right, Louis Barry's scored in every game this month. Right. Well, he's got them? he's got the longest the the highest streak, longest streak, yeah. um, in all four tiers. So yeah, that's objectively a pretty good metric. Yeah, it has to be. Um, um right. So last one, Wrexham got, well, Crew Alexander got Crew Alexandra. You see Crew Alexandra Crew Alexandra? Yeah, they did because yeah. they were winning and they, they, they slipped. Yeah. They finally were, the shoe yeah. was on the other foot and uh, Wrexham came back and Paul Mullin, nice little overhead kick, I believe it was. Yeah, it was. Mm, very nice to see. Um, he looked delighted as well. And given the start he's had to the season, you, you can't yeah. know, really. Yeah. Like, really it's good for him. Stephen Fletcher scoring with the last pretty much kick of the ball almost, wasn't it? Mm. Was it a header? Yeah. I think it was a header, wasn't it? Um, mm. I remember seeing the pass in, but can't remember the actual goal. I think it was a header. I'm not 100%. I'll be honest, I haven't watched this one. Um, but he celebrated like they won the league. Bless him. Yeah, yeah. But Paul Mullin, a uh, Paul Mullin double, um, and 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 Stephen Fletcher. But from a crew perspective, look, crew going there and and essentially at no point being behind is is a it's a statement from crew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and crew and last season were poor. They were a very poor team crew, and now they're doing again. They're in the, that top half of the table crew. A team that's yeah. another surprise in the first ten games. I, I oh. quite openly said they were the last, the worst team I watched last season. Yeah, they're um, they're seventh at the moment with a with seventeen points and a plus seven goal difference. But they, yeah, they've done a lot of this coming from two 0 down to to equal to equalise it to yeah. all. Um, they're playing. We're playing them. Mm, it's when I'm on holiday, so it must be the last week of October. On a Tuesday night, £27 a ticket. People have really enjoyed paying that today um, when the tickets went on sale. But uh, tell you what ha what did happen on Saturday, which was good for your Stockport counties that are on their way up with all the draws. So you had Gillingham drawing with Mansfield, Notts County lost, obviously. Crawley won. But Crew and Wrexham was the best outcome for Stockport um, mm. in terms of the draws. And, the, you know, there's three points between Crew and Stockport on 17 and Notts County and, and Crawley at the top on 20th. It, it's, we've said this all along this season. There's not much at all dividing the top half of the table. No. No, it really it's, 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 it can change and it could be a completely different look come the end yeah. of tomorrow night. It, it's going to be a funny one. There's some those two games that we've got going on uh, coming at the back of that game. Crew have Gillingham, which is going to be a, yeah. a test for them on Tuesday, and Wrexham are away to Mansfield, which again is a big game up at that sort of end of the table. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Swindon and Mansfield are still unbeaten, aren't they? So mm -hmm. someone, someone, surely. I thought I genuinely thought it was going to be Gillingham. Um, Mansfield and Swindon play each other. Let's let's oh. have a look. When oh. could they could they go both unbeaten until that, that point? 
Uh, oh, it's like fastest finger first, this, isn't it? Mansfield, Saturday the 25th of November. There's no way they both got beaten until we <laughs> There's no way, it's just not going to happen. I'm not even going to get excited about that in the slightest. Um, they've, they've already played, oh yeah, of course they've already played Crawley. Yeah. <laughs> when does Mansfield I, play Crawley? I have a question for you both. This what? is a game shamelessly stolen from Twitter on this <laughs> one. And I know Ryan has seen this as well. Oh, because no. Ryan's, Ryan's commented on this. Um, it was from it was from Tom H. Williams. Oh, yeah. He asked, is any manager completely unsackable this season? I saw that question as well. I think it's a great question. And which managers do you think are unsackable this season? There's I don't great, think any great responses in the thread. Pete no. Wilde, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Notts County. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, absolutely. I saw someone put Dave Challoner. I thought, absolutely. No, not at He's all. Not- but Lick Williams, definitely. Yeah. Luke Williams, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Hughes. Um, so, no, Pete, Pete Wilde's probably your closest to Luke Williams. Like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, then, um, what about Neil Harris at Gillingham? You know, in terms of like, I can imagine the Gallinsons giving. Do you reckon the fans? The I fans every time they every time they lose or don't win, there's a section of fans that are that are saying <laughs> it's time for a cheer. I don't. I think that that would only grow if they went on a slight run. Do you know what I, I'll say as well, Scott Lindsay? I don't oh, yeah, believe... they'd be daft, wouldn't they? I, 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 I don't I don't think he's unsackable because why I, me, why I, don't think they, I think they know full well that there's no one else that will come in. I, I do I believe that those owners w- have seen what he can do and will always believe that he can get back to that. Because we're at the point where he's not gonna go down. They're not gonna go down at this stage. Let's be be honest, they're not. They, they've got to get 30 more points across 36 games. So they're not gonna go down. Um, and all Crawley, I think, were looking for this season was survival. So mm-hmm. he's he's going to deliver. I don't I don't believe unless they unless they lose the next thirty six games. But then at that point, if Notts County lost the next thirty six games, they they would sack their manager. But in terms of being realistic about what's going to happen and teams picking up points, Scott Lindsay's not going to get sacked from Crawley. The, the fans wouldn't. Even if they went on a horrific run, the fans would not turn on Scott Lindsay because they would look at the no. teams and the players they sign and say he overachieved at the beginning of the season with what he had. He's working with so, what he's got. What he's doing is yeah. phenomenal. Um, Pete Wild. Pete Wild is at a point where he's bigger than Barrow. That's Pete not disrespectful. Pete Wild. It's not being disrespectful to Barrow. There, it's not. But Pete Wild. We all know that if Pete Wild leaves Barrow. Regardless of if he's sacked or if he walks, he's most likely going to step up. Yeah. You've got, so you've got to think Simon. You've got to think Simon Weaver's also safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Christmas, Christmas yeah. Day is going to be so <laughs> awkward, isn't it? Imagine Christmas Day sat. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't get you up for Christmas. I lost my job. Oh, what happened, son? You fucking sacked me, you dick. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, racing for the week. 
Yeah. Do you, do you think? Do you think Matt Gray is safe at Sutton, even if no. they do get the lowest know. amount of points? Think? Do you think of what he's done at that club? How he's done matter. Them up? They've been challenging the last couple of seasons. But they don't. They 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 know how hard it was to get out of that national league. Mm. They will not risk going back. There's no way. And the amount of money the board spent to get out. Club. If they not just get out. It's by winning that league. They spent a fortune. Here's my dog making an appearance. I'm I mean, it's so cute. Um, he's going to scratch that door because he's bad. <laughs> Ryan will be happy because we've been running for an hour and 15 yeah. so maybe yeah. it's a natural I, break I think the, the, the club spent a fortune in that club and when they get promoted they had to change their pitch because they had an astral pitch before they had to make improvements to their stadium and they had to get new floodlighting but I think they, was, they spent a fortune on coming up and they played very much with the squad that they had um, but now that squad is been ripped apart really hasn't it yeah maybe maybe that's a challenge for us for next week let's we know we don't we don't do predictions but let's do each of us a one to 24 in terms of least sackable <laughs> uh, most likely to like who safety a safety table who's the most safe and who's the most unsafe in the league i like it and we'll see what we do. We'll see what we come up with. I think that'd be fun. We'll do that for next week. Well, I'm not here, yeah. but you guys do it. All right, yeah. We'll just sit here and read our 1 to 24s out. That'll uh, that'll kill some time while you're on holiday. Yeah, exactly. But we've, guys, we've, we've, we've done do it. To do it. I was going to say, do you want to do it anyway? And you can send it into one of us. Shall I do it? Shall I send you a video of me sat on beach? No, don't. Reading out my 1 to 24? No, because we don't want Naked Liam on this podcast. That's an outright lie. <laughs> no, That's it's not. That is a lie. Listen, listen, this podcast is going on OnlyFans. It's going <laughs> everywhere. Um, Hannah, you're laughing. The lower league look nearly went on Pornhub. We did. <laughs> um, I got myself into We just wanted to be different and make people go to Pornhub to watch us. Um, <sighs> mainly because Hartlepool were getting every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Right, yeah, I'm I'm bowing out now, so I'll let you guys do what you need to do to finish it. All right, because the intro went so well. Well, that's why I'm bowing out. I ain't got no problem. <laughs> that was all on me. <laughs> um, so thanks, thanks so much for joining us and for finding us again. Um, we'll be back next week on Thursday. We've got oh no, we've got we've got the six oh six on Wednesday covering Tuesday's games. So that's at seven o'clock on Twitter. Um, on the lower league at the lower league um, Twitter look. channel. Oh, oh is it? Too many. Oh, crikey. Um, and then on Thursday, we've got the potentially re renamed uh, breakdown looking at Saturday's games. If you'd like to join us for that, you're very welcome. Um, and then we'll be back on Monday next week looking at uh, the weekend's games. There's new content being added every day to uh, www.thelooksports.com. Uh, so you can uh, get all your League One, League Two and National League updates on there. And, uh, oh, we really, really, really need you to 
give us a five star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because this is brand new. We have we're starting from scratch, so uh, the more uh, kind of feedback we can get, the better. And as ever, you know, we love to hear from you. And if you want to you know, hear about something particular or want us to do something differently, we'll definitely consider it. That's the best I can do before we get some ridiculous suggestions. Um, that's maybe for the Thursday night one. We've been uh, Look Sports Media. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. See you later. The worst recording. <laughs> right? This is the worst it's ever been. And bear in mind, Don Telford's phone died mid-interview and he had to go and get a charger whilst we were recording. And wait for the phone to come back. And he still got back and organized before us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.